Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Christy Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to Aetherius Radio Live. Our sincere wishes that you are keeping safe and well at this very difficult time for us all, and we thank you for joining us. Aetherius Radio Live is brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday monthly at 1pm Eastern Time, 6pm UK Time and 10am Pacific Time. Let us lift our minds upwards as this hour of truth invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium Dr. George King between 1954 and 1997. We are currently living in extraordinary circumstances dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Following the inspiring example of Dr. George King, who was always known for the speed with which he responded to such world emergencies, the Ethereum Society has been holding and is continuing to hold a very intensive program of online and live stream services that are being held every day. When you visit Aetherius.org, you will see the relevant links to find out more details. Not surprisingly then, today on Aetherius Radio Live, your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, will be discussing an extremely important mission so topical in relation to the current situation that is sweeping our world. Operation World Healing, then, and now. So without further ado, as always, it is my great pleasure to hand over to Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, who will explain all. Thank you very much, Nikki, and uh, we did Thank have you, a Nikki. background there, but I think this has been fixed now, so we can hear each other well, clearly. Well, I can still hear music now, actually, Chrissy. Yes, uh, are okay. they? I'm in the middle of trying to get this fixed, so apologies for like technical glitch and I'm assured Nikki, it will be if you go off the phone, it might go. I'm sorry? I think if Nikki goes off, it might the music might go. It seems to be on her line, maybe. No? Oh, there yeah, it is. it's gone now. Yeah. Okay. That's clearer. Okay, so, right. That's I'm good. Very, hello, Richard. Uh, I hope you're hello, well. Hello, Chrissy. Hello. I know you're in a, quite a strict lockdown in London, as we are here in Michigan also. Exactly, so, um, yeah. hope things are going well despite that. So a very warm welcome to all our listeners, and we hope that you are all doing very well at this time. In this first part of A Serious Radio Live, Richard is going to give an overview of a mission called Operation World Healing. Now, this took place in 1963, but he will explain what it is and how it relates to the current uh, COVID-19 pandemic now. Now, as we know, it's rather a difficult time in the world. So in the second part of the show, Richard is going to offer solutions to the, not only the fear and confusion that abounds at the moment, solutions that are beyond politics or different opinions about what's really happening, solutions that are about unity rather than division, and solutions that are practical as well as spiritual, and in which all of us, can participate. Richard is also going to discuss what we in the Ethereum Society are doing to help. 
and how we can all strategically help our world using this pattern of Operation World Healing. So, Richard, uh, to begin this show, I wonder if you could please tell the listeners a little bit about the history of Operation World Healing and, and why it's so relevant today. Certainly. It's, it's amazing, Chrissy, that uh, somehow, I mean, obviously, those of us who've been in the Ethereum Society for a number of years all know about Operation World Healing. We've all heard of it, and we know roughly what it was, and we, we, we're able to answer some basic questions about it. But this has been an opportunity, actually, as far as I'm concerned, to really study it, to really get into it. To, I've looked at all the, uh, not only the newsletters, but all the lectures that Dr. King gave around it, and also all the transmissions that were given, including all the power transmissions or power manipulations that took place which is uh, quite a number, as, we'll, as I'll explain. So it, and it's been a real eye-opener to me, and it seems to me almost as though we were given a template for how to deal with the current pandemic. Um, there are some major differences, which I, I certainly will go into. I mean, there are two really big ones, uh, which are not so good now by far as they were then. The first one being that the well, Operation World Healing or the, 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 talk, the revelation about the disease coming, the disease waves that were due to come, were made ahead of the situation. Whereas what we have now, I think we're all aware, is a pandemic that, if anything, uh, governments were slow in reacting in certain countries. Uh, certainly over here, I think the Ethereum Society acted quicker than the, the government did in certain moves and lockdown and so forth uh, to a degree. But that's a massive difference. The, the powers that be, the cosmic masters, the master Ethereus was the one who made the first announcement on the 7th of September 1963 about these disease waves that were due to come. And he interestingly, he said that they, uh, and I'll quote him, Disease is now being unconsciously germinated in the eastern part of Terra, Terra being Earth. These disease waves will spread from the eastern part of Terra right throughout the western, southern, and northern parts. So there's a massive similarity there. But it was months ahead, uh, just under two months before uh, Operation uh, World Healing began. Uh, Operation World Healing began, of course, with the last spiritual push, and it took place throughout the spiritual push. So I, one thing I would say is that although we've been doing a lot prior to this spiritual push, the fact that we're now in it makes all the difference. I believe it to be a real game changer for us. And if we learn the lessons of Operation World Healing, uh, then we can and apply them. And the, the fantastic guidelines given by uh, Dr. King at the time, we really can respond to this and make an enormous difference. I truly believe that, uh, as well as all the other service which is being given by so many people in different ways, we can make an absolutely key difference to this situation. So that's the first thing, the advance notice. The second thing is that there were three extremely powerful and brilliant intelligences incarnate, physically alive, if you like, on Earth at the time of Operation World Healing, that we call the three adepts. We've discussed them at a lot of depth on Ethereum Radio Live. And, of course, those people who've taken advantage of the biography 
that's been published, uh, was published last year, of Dr. King will know now openly that he was one of those. And uh, he kept that very as secret as he could, although it was fairly obvious to anyone who studied the society at all. Um, and he, but he certainly didn't talk about it. So the three adepts played a massive role, not only because of their abilities, but because they were in earth physical bodies born through the wombs of women, as of other avatars through the ages. We discussed that at length, Sri Krishna, Lord Buddha, Jesus, and several others. Uh, therefore, they had a, a great karmic power because of that. They were virtually represented. They were earth people in a way. They weren't really, but they were in that karmic position. And this meant they could make an enormous difference, not only through their spiritual powers, but through their ability to change karma for the better. So those are two enormous factors that made Operation World Healing very different from what it is now. On the other hand, I must say, we have certain advantages now that we didn't have then. And I'm, I'm sure, I think you mentioned we'll go into those more in the second part uh, of, of the program. But there are things we have now, thanks to Dr. King, must be said, that didn't exist then. And I would also add it is less, much less significant, but still significant, due to the abilities of certain people uh, you know, in the Ethereum society uh, now, which didn't necessarily exist to the same degree then. So there are, there are those changes, and I'll, I'll go into those later. But getting back to Operation World Healing, so it was announced by the Master Ethereum in the way I described. Interestingly, he said then, in, the, in that transmission, and it is published in the newsletter, people can find it, uh, there must not be one day pass, but, watch, but that you do not spend at least 30 minutes to one hour in prayer in service for the world as a whole. So he was telling everyone to pray for at least 30 minutes, preferably an hour, every day. And they were those who could were asked to go in and attend headquarters, branches, groups, and pray there because it's much more uh, powerful, obviously, if one can do that. As you mentioned earlier, we're in lockdown now. We can't do that in most, no, I won't say well, everywhere, but in quite a few countries and parts of the world. Uh, and, but thankfully, we now have such a thing as online services. It's not the same. It's much better to go to a location. But it would be my opinion that the fact that people cannot go to a location, it's not that they're choosing to stay at home instead of going. They can't go. And I think from a karmic point of view, that's obviously much better. Um, and the online services are proving very important, very effective. We're getting very big turnouts uh, relative to anything before this, this situation. And uh, we, have, we are putting on a service every day, seven days a week, sometimes more than one. On a Sunday, there might even be three of different kinds uh, and again, we'll go into this in more depth, but we do follow or qualify for that uh, statement by the master theorist of 30 minutes to one hour a day. It's now, an another key. Point. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No, you go uh, on, please. I was just say it's such an interesting point that the cosmic masters and the the adepts were so active in Operation World Healing, and yet still they were inviting people to participate. In other words. Of course, they didn't need us in a way, 
and yet they did. And I wondered if you could explain that a little, Richard, why um, yes. these great beings who could have you know, healed the world if they wished to mm. were then asking people to step up and help. Why is Absolutely. that so important? Uh, yes, um, it was actually stated uh, very, very clearly uh, by, um, again, the Master Ethereus that, um, you know, obviously, had they been allowed to, the cosmic masters could have, uh, you know, raised the, I think he said they could have raised the absorption factor up to about 30 trillion. Um, but they weren't allowed to karmically. Um, I know and talked the sort about of figure, absorption. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Carry on. No, you go on. You've got to hold me because I, I don't want to say things that aren't inexplicable. So you're doing us all a favor, Chrissy, if you, if you, <sighs> Make sure I don't go too far at any given moment. So I haven't explained the absorption factor, have I? No, I, it's such an important part, isn't it, of Operation World It's Helium. an enormous part. Oh, it's an enormous now. topic. Uh, but the one that you have, when we will explain it, we have covered it before in Ethereum Radio Live, but obviously hopefully we have a lot of new listeners, I believe, now. And I'll, I'll come back to what the absorption factor is because it's a, it's a very profound and I think unique concept through the Ethereum Society and yet an extremely ancient one, despite that. Right. But before we go to that, let's talk about the karmic point you made. And, and, and I must say that in Operation World Healing, they were pushing very, very hard for um, members of the Ethereum Society, sympathizers of the Ethereum Society, and friends of the Ethereum Society to take an extremely active role. And the master, oh, as, I, as we call him, Dr. George King, himself pushed are very, very hard indeed for this. I mean, I can give you a flavor of the sort of things that he actually said um, uh, in a moment. I've got so many papers on my, on my desk here that it's hard to find them all. But, and the reason is, to come to your point, that it would be divine intervention if it was all done by um, the cosmic masters. Now, as I mentioned earlier, the three adepts, were in a slightly a very different position because they were in earth physical bodies. Nevertheless, they too were greatly limited by the karma of the world. There is such a thing as world karma, and not many people focus on world karma, and yet it's really much more important than individual karma. And one of the great things is that we can all change it, and it doesn't take the whole of humanity. And this is a, this is a real expertise of Dr. King himself. Um, and he really brought it out in a way that I don't think a teacher had brought it out before him, not that I know of. Um, and he explained that it doesn't require the whole of humanity to change the karma of the whole of humanity, that uh, a relatively small number, if they're active enough and they're representative of humanity, they can change world karma, and then for the better, uh, it, to put very simply, um, we would deserve more help because of the actions, even if it's of only of the few. And then, of course, this enables uh, the cosmic masters, the elevated intelligences, the ascended masters to intervene more and help us more. Is that really the answer so, to your question? Yes. It's a, a cosmic win-win yeah. or a spiritual win-win. And Master yes. Pierce is one of my favorite uh, sentences or quotes from the Master of Theories when he said, force the hand of higher authority by manipulating the karma. <laughs> That's really yes, what, I think that what was you're a, saying. Actually a paraphrase. I think, 
Yeah, I don't think that's a. You're talking about in the in in the lecture by the of of Dr. King. I'm yes. I'm not sure. Um, just to be exact, that is an exact quote. I think that was the Dr. King illustrating what the master theorius meant. Said. Oh, okay, yes. yeah. Rather than exactly quoting him ver- verbatim. But yes, exactly that. Forcing the hand of higher authority by our actions is is the essence of what he was calling on us to do. And to give you a spirit of, of the tone, I found that bit of paper I was looking for. This gives you an idea of the sort of tone that uh, Dr. King was writing out to members and sympathizers. Uh, and I now quote, I feel sure that the finest among you will come forward with your hearts filled with a burning spiritual ambition to see this mission through to its successful end. I feel sure that the finest who come forward in answer to this desperate call will, in the months of November and December, that's the time of the spiritual push, blaze such a spiritual fire across the world that success will be assured. I feel sure that you few will, by such action as this, inscribe your names in unerasable letters of mystic fire in the Akashic Scrolls of Honor. Then you will sing a glorious praise of everlasting thankfulness and heartfelt gratitude to God for being one of the glorious few who had the courage to dedicate yourself into this sacred mission for the benefit of humanity. May God guide your choice and fortify your determination. Oh, that's a fantastic, stirring uh, call for spiritual action, isn't it? Wonderful. It certainly is. It certainly is. And it's. I mean, and and there was no punches pulled really in in either what the cosmic master said at the time or what Dr. King said at the time. Uh, he was calling for full out action, and as you rightly say, this was to uh, enable the higher powers, the higher forces, to help us more, and uh, or as, as he put it, force the hand of the higher authority. Uh, they wanted to help us but they're very limited by our karma. So that's a, a key element in all this, and I believe it to be a key element now. Um, you know, that yeah. I think the important thing there is that physical service is absolutely essential, and one has to salute, you know, the health workers who are risking their lives and the many others in, in various fields of transport, police, fire, and so on, uh, all sorts of people who are, making a difference and i think this bodes extremely well for this spiritual push because it comes at a time to be honest um not everyone is behaving as they normally would i mean some people some great nurses and others are always doing that but uh, at the moment you've got millions possibly certainly many thousands of people helping neighbors helping people they don't know we had a, actually, um, I think it was 750,000 volunteers in England to help the National Health Service and to help with deliveries to the sick. And, to, and these are just people who come forward and they could have got more. So this is going to be a very big part of the spiritual push because all those actions, the karmic aspect of them and the energy output of satellite number three will be enhanced 3,000 times. Uh, but the spiritual service, uh, that was the physical service, the spiritual service has an advantage which Dr. King highlighted, which is it can actually stop something in its tracks. Because if you can change the karma of the world, um, and if you can change the energy uh, vibration of the realm, then A, with the karma, humanity, humanity doesn't deserve 
this, this pandemic any longer, and it, therefore it can't happen. And secondly, uh, the uh, disease waves can be transmuted by the energy. Exactly. And as I believe in Operation World Healing, um, it was talked about how this is a great win. Dr. King talked about how this is a great win for the forces of light, uh, just as it is Absolutely. now, would you say? And we need those. Yes, yes we certainly do. I mean, he, I, I think um, you perhaps were going to go on to say that he did uh, predict uh, that some, that, 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 well, he didn't predict the assassination of Kennedy. But on the 15th of, of September, he did predict that uh, he didn't think Kennedy would um, succeed. I think we've got the exact quote again here somewhere. Do you have it in front of you, Chrissy? Um, I have it somewhere. Um, I've got but it. He was doing here we are, I found it. Was... I, and following up your point, yeah, shall I read it? 15th of September, in a lecture, uh, Dr. King says, it's just after this call, uh, Dr. King said, one partial victory of the forces of life light because he as you rightly said he said the forces of light are suffering crushing defeat after crushing defeat but one partial victory he said um, are being carefully manipulated now through kennedy who is trying to bring about some semblance of sanity in this mad cold war he should have your backing on this he's trying to bring about socialized medicine um, and that's what we call over here we have the national health service and we're talking 1963, and, the, and Dr. King continued, he should have your backing on that, because this is a tremendous blow for the forces of light, if it comes about. In other words, he meant victory for the forces of light. I don't think it will through Kennedy, said Dr. King. I doubt if he's a strong enough man, I think he'll be crushed out by darkness. And very sadly... Um, just about two months later, he was assassinated. So that was sadly proved correct. Um, but you're right, though, that Dr. King stressed this is also a battle, and it's a battle against forces of darkness. And, of course, we don't really know yet exactly how this... I know there's lots of theories out there, and I certainly don't want to put any theories out there. But one thing we can be sure of, where you get suffering and where you get um, this type of thing the dark forces will be somewhere behind it. Yeah, and, and where they have fear and confusion uh, throughout the world as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're, fight, exactly. we're in a fight right now, would you say, Richard? A fight for I would you know, say we're in a victory. fight. We were in a fight. Yes, indeed. And, of course, I, I should come back to what we were just touching on earlier, the absorption factor, because that was a key thing right in, throughout, actually, the early years of the society, um, and certainly in, in Operation World Healing. Now, let me explain what exactly the absorption factor is. Energy can be sent down to the world. Let's say we're allowed it by the powers that be. It's a wonderful thing. Spiritual energy, love energy, call it what you will. But it still has to be absorbed. It isn't going to be, I mean, you could send great inspiration, for example, to somebody, and everyone knows this in a small way. You could say some highly inspiring thoughts. I'm sure everyone listening has done this to someone, but then but that person you're talking to isn't listening. They're not taking them on board their words, but they're not going in. They're not acting on it. Now, in a much bigger way, that applies to spiritual energy. 
it has to be absorbed, it has to be harnessed, if you like, uh, by the people of the world. If it isn't harnessed, then something called resonance takes place. And resonance is rather like it sounds, like you have a, a, a sound reaction, it's like an echo almost. Um, and it, it's energy resonating back. And if you get too much resonance, it's not a good thing at all because energy in that way isn't necessarily helpful. Uh, it's not being used. It's not being picked up. It's resonating in the ethers, as it were. And a buildup of too much resonance can, could even be, Dr. King explained, quite dangerous. Now, when it, when it was uh, a special power transmission or when it's radiated from satellite number three, for example, they have the ability, the power, to deal with resonance. Uh, they can do that in a number of ways, and I don't want to get too complicated here, but they can raise it up, as it were, through the higher levels, the higher planes, the higher realms, if you like, of this world. But in the meantime, though, it hasn't been absorbed here on the physical realm. And they have ways of measuring how much of the energy that's being sent to our world is actually being absorbed. And the key thing for us on Earth is to absorb it. And so the key thing in Operation World Healing was to raise the absorption factor to a sufficient level. And the sufficient level that was given was 6.75. It was a figure that was given. And that's what they were aspiring to do. In fact, they went beyond that. Uh, it, it's a... It's quite a it's a fascinating topic when one really gets into it, but I don't want to make this too complicated for particularly our newer listeners, but we're very happy to take any questions on it. In fact, they raised the level to the maximum allowable by the end of Operation World Healing, which was eight point five. How does that apply to us now? What it means is that we need to be absorbing the spiritual energy that's pouring down from satellite number three at this time if we use it. And there are many ways of absorbing it. The best way is through service, uh, through prayer, through joining our online services. You are raising the absorption factor um, in, in doing your, actually, your practices at home. It's to a lesser degree because it's not an official uh, ethereal society activity in the same way, uh, but you will absorb energy. If you're doing breathing exercises, if you're doing prayer at home or mantra at home and what a great chance to do it in lockdown that's one chance we do have uh, you will raise the absorption factor if you're serving if you're working for a spiritual cause or for a humanitarian cause all those things helping others in any way for no personal reward all raises the absorption factor so the more that we can do these things, and that was another of the reasons, as well as the karmic reason, there are the two things, the karma and the energy. And the energy is the absorption factor, which itself brings a karmic allowance. So by doing all these things, by joining into all these services, uh, by joining the online services that we're doing at the moment, which hundreds of people are doing, which is absolutely fantastic, we're all raising the absorption factor. We don't know, uh, because we don't have communications now, as we did in the, when Dr. King was physically among us, what level we're trying to get to. But we should certainly aspire to raise that absorption factor throughout this spiritual push, and that's going to make an enormous difference uh, to this pandemic. Well, thank you, Richard, for that great explanation of 
that very interesting concept, the absorption factor. Richard, you also mm. mentioned, and we really have, should have a break soon, but I, I wondered if you wanted to touch on this. You mentioned the uh, power transmissions, and I know in Operation World Healing there yeah. was a series of very fascinating power transmissions, and I wondered if you could kindly yes. just describe what they are to the new listeners. Absolutely. I mean, the heart of Operation World Healing was the special power transmissions that took place during that spiritual push from November the 1st to December the 26th, uh, 1963. And these were activities where groups of people could join in, not just in Los Angeles, where Dr. King was at the time, uh, but around the world. And in fact, we have, I believe, I've counted uh, nine people um, who took part in Operation World Healing, are still staff and members of the Ethereum Society now. What would that be? That's that 57 years later. My goodness. Uh, are still with us on this physical plane. And I'd like to name them, actually. Um, we have Charles Abrahamson and Ellie Abrahamson, of course, and Irene uh, Noppy. Uh, we have uh, Ray Nielsen in New Zealand. So the first three, of course, being in Los Angeles. We have David and Hazel Moody up in, who are up in Barnsley, and Peter Simmons, who's now in Barnsley. And then I believe Len Jason Lloyd and John Stevenson, still very active members, also took part in Operation World Healing. I think I'm right in saying, so Peter tells me. And um, there may be others, in, in which case I apologize if I've missed anyone. We'll mention you next time if you let us know. But I think that's quite a tribute. So those uh, various staff and members around the world would gather in what they called blocks. Uh, they were actually groups. So it, they could be in Los Angeles. They could be in Detroit. They, there was definitely a block in Detroit. They, and they could be in London. As a matter of fact, in Los Angeles and London, they were broken down into two parts. There was a primary and a secondary group in, in London and a primary and secondary group in Los Angeles. And those, through those different blocks, and there could be anything up, there could be seven, eight, I believe possibly nine, uh, although there is another block that um, stands apart from them, which is called block five, which is the three adepts. And they were given, for, what, for some reason I wouldn't know, I'm sure it's a great one, the, the designation block five. But other than that, you have these various blocks, and they could be located in different places, and they were used directly by satellite number three to, to send out units of energy to the world. And so that was, that was a part of a special power transmission. It was far from the main part, though. Karmically, it was very important, but energy-wise, the figures were uh, relatively quite low that they put out. The other main contributors or I think only other contributors during those power transmissions were the three adepts as I mentioned known as block five who put out massive massive quantities of energy infinitely more uh, than the blocks did but they they were operate uh, the other blocks did they were operating uh, because of course they're all great avatars but incarnate on earth and the other cooperators in the special power transmissions were members, ascended masters in the Great White Brotherhood. And they did two things. One, they would cooperate in, in their various sect sectors or sections, uh, wherever they might be, in whatever retreat they might be. They would be used 
individually or in groups of ascended masters in these power transmissions, and also, in certain cases, their batteries would be used. So those are the sort of the factors that all came together, and there was a plan to do 14 special power transmissions, but in the end, only 11 were necessary, and they reached, as I mentioned, 8.5. They could have reached higher, but that was the maximum allowable, uh, karmically allowable, uh, to be sent to Earth during this period. And it did create a lot of resonance, which had to be dealt with, and it did uh, create another thing, actually, which is called flux, uh, which uh, where energy can sort of um, leak a bit into other realms. But that's highly technical matter. But broadly speaking, that combination of the blocks of Earth cooperators, the Great White Brotherhood and the three adepts, uh, of course, satellite number three, channeling all the energy through them, was the essence of the power transmissions. Uh, and just briefly, there were two other elements. One was the fact that in London, by then, uh, from late November, uh, I think November 1959, there was a, I will call it a spiritual energy radiator. It wasn't like the spiritual energy radiators that were later designed. Uh, it was given the nickname, actually, Gertie and Gertina by the operators at the time. But it was apparatus, and it was during the spiritual push in that period as we do now. There was that. It was much more rudimentary and less effective than the later designs, but it was as it was. Finally, during there was um, apparatus which was being used in that period in Operation Blue Water. So that was uh, actually referred to generally by Mars Sector 8, who would uh, instruct whoever it might be, I don't know who it was, maybe it was Charles, maybe it was Al Young, someone was told to switch it on for a certain length of time and so on during the power transmission. It wasn't on the air, as it were, every night, uh, like uh, spirit energy radiators were later. In fact, this equipment was later, but it was used. So those, if you like, are the elements at play in Operation World Healing. Well, thank you very much, Richard. That's fascinating. I'm afraid we have to take a break now. Um, so back yes. over to Nikki, our producer, and we will continue with this fascinating show after the break. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, uh, Richard and Chrissy. And there are some fascinating facts that have been revealed in the first half of this show. You are listening to a serious radio live with hosts Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze discussing Operation World Healing then and now. In spite of official lockdowns in various parts of the world due to the coronavirus crisis, the Osiris Society is continuing its very active program of daily online services, both live streaming from its temples in London and Los Angeles, together with the online 12 blessing service, including emergency online services. As you have already heard, to date, excellent numbers are tuning into these services, demonstrating that hundreds of people are actively helping in this dynamic way during this global crisis. So when you visit Ethereus.org, at the top of every page, there is a red banner where you can click the relevant links that will guide you to the various services being held. 
And again, as mentioned, we have the amazing bonus of that shining temple of light we call the third satellite, which is flooding our world with much-needed spiritual energy, having entered orbit of our world on April 18th, the start of the first spiritual push or magnetization period for 2020. This will last until May 23rd, and during this time, remember all spiritual actions performed with a selfless motive are enhanced by a factor of 3,000 times. Let us really make the most of these wonderful spiritual energies with these online services and actively participate in helping to change our world for the better. The next Aetherius Radio live show will be on May 19th, entitled A Spiritual Response to the Pandemic, which I believe is an excellent follow-up to this month's show. So that's it for now, and I'm very pleased to return you to your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thanks, Nikki. Uh, Richard. Thank you, Nikki. You, yeah. uh, Richard, you <laughs> described the fantastic cosmic cooperation with the people here on Earth during Operation World Healing, and this, of course, was thanks to our master. Um, of course, yes. we don't have these advantages now in the same way, but I know, Richard, you believe that we have other advantages now that we didn't have then. I do. I definitely do, and uh, I think it's fascinating, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, Dr. King, our master, because it's as though he saw this sort of thing coming, and maybe he did. Because not only do we have the template of Operation World Healing, which would give us tremendous confidence, I think, in what can be accomplished, uh, we also have a panoply of um, methods, of, of missions, and of things we can now do to make a, a difference. And they were left us exactly for moments like this. I mean, I, I'm sure this is the worst crisis, certainly in the world, uh, well, people, a lot of people say since the Second World War, certainly since the passing or the physical demise of Dr. King. And here we are, and it's our chance now to prove, uh, we the Ethereum Society, by which I include not just members, uh, anyone who's open, who's listening to this, who's sympathetic to, to, to what the work that we do, uh, we can prove that we can respond uh, in his absence and the reason we can is because of his sheer genius and the things he's left us. So let me now go through. I went through the sort of elements, if you like, of what was in Operation World Healing then. What do we have now? So let's start with the cooperators. We are limited in that we are not able, to, for the most part, to go at the moment into our temples and into our various meeting places. Uh, but we do, thankfully, have the online services. And that's uh, a very powerful thing. I mean, I know that, for example, uh, we've reached figures for devices, not for people, but for devices who are co cooperating of near enough 250. I think 248 was, was one. And, and we're getting very good turnouts. And you can assume, because I know for a fact that many people listen in pairs and some people listen in groups. So... I'm sure it's over 300, uh, you know, on occasions, tuning into these. And if we remember the words of the Master Ethereus about a spiritual push, actually, in 1959, 300 spiritually-minded individuals could, if they worked hard enough, during the next magnetization period or spiritual push upon terror, light an ever-burning flame, an ever-transmuting flame on this earth, 
so that all those who came with the influence of this burning flame would themselves be changed by it. 300, mark you, 300 could do this. And I know we have a lot more than 300 around the world, and I, I'm, I'm hoping uh, from the figures that we get, Chrissy, it's a lot more than that that listen to this show, and uh, thousands listen. And let's hope that some will respond who aren't responding yet, will join in, will give it a try, and we can really make a difference. Um, and, you know, it's interesting wording. I was thinking about that wording because with the COVID-19, of course, it's a contagious, very contagious uh, situation, uh, and people are, are catching it, of course, and people are taking great measures to socially distance and so on. Now, the statement there on the plus side is that also if there's such a thing as a positive contagion, it's uh, an ever-burning, an ever-transmuting flame that all those who came with the in, in the influence, even, of this burning flame will be changed by it. So it's like a, an antidote, a positive opposite, as it were, to the, to the uh, negative contagion of the COVID. And I think we can be really encouraged and fired up by, by, the, by what we can do in these services we, and we have two kinds, and I think in our next show, in, you know, we, well, we can go more into it, but in the meantime, you'll find it all on the Theorist Society website, ethereist.org. So that's one Thank factor. you, Richard. We, we know that um, we know through our teachings, and we've talked about this before on the show, that during a live yeah. service that we attend, there's a link with the higher mental realms, yeah. which makes it way more yeah. powerful to attend a live service than to join in at yes. home or to join in online. But do you think right now there could be some type of allowance for this? Do you have any theories well, on that? Start, yes, it's, it's, yes, I have an opinion, and it's not a fact, and I've got to say that we don't know the answer to that question. The mental realm link, uh, which means, for those who are new to us, that be people connected to the Ethereum Society, wonderful, advanced people on the highest realms around this earth, uh, will in some moment during our, our official activities tune in and perform a very positive, beneficial karmic manipulation, beneficial to the attenders actually, but mainly beneficial for the world as a whole. And they're able to do this. And the guidelines are, are basically this. It has to be an official activity. Uh, it doesn't actually have to be at one of our centers, but it has to be an official activity. And, of course, those guidelines were given before online activities existed. Um, the online services are official activities, so it ticks that box. Uh, you could say, though, and I, I would personally believe, that it would be almost impossible. Uh, I might be right. wrong. But for the higher mental, well, I won't say impossible, but it might require such an expenditure of energy um, that it wouldn't be worth them trying to locate and identify every single person in every single country. And we have people from dozens of countries who join in with this, um, you know, uh, uh, who are joining in, even if they could do it. It is certainly possible, and I would feel uh, that it could well happen. And if satellite number three was involved in any way in this, and I don't know that they are, because they would certainly, we know they'd have the capability, if, if it was allowable, karmically allowable, and worthy of the energy expenditure, they could certainly bring about some kind of alignment to any particular activity they chose to. 
in some form. And it might be that although not everyone would be in the presence, as it were, of that higher mental realm link as they would be in one of our temples, which is much better, let me stress this, um, the, and also the fact that people can't go to the temples. As I said earlier, it's not that they're refusing to go or too lazy to go. They can't go at the moment. I think all that might bode well for some kind of karmic manipulation in some form to take place. But that's just my opinion. Well, thank you. It's a very interesting one. Thank you very much. <laughs> Another thing that crossed my mind I wanted to ask you about, Richard. Um, this situation happened fairly soon after the publication of the wonderful book, The King Who Came to Earth, the official autobiography that you co-authored with Brian Kniep uh, last year, uh, published last year. And it happened soon after it. And I was reading some of the early newsletters, and you also brought up this point that uh, just before the World Healing, or during actually World Healing, that was announced soon after it, um, mm. The Nine Freedoms was published, and it seems my exactly the same time, same period, time period. Yes, it's interesting. It's certainly a very interesting point uh, that I think we could dwell on and perhaps talk more about, maybe even in the next pro show. But I do feel I should carry on with these elements that we now have to our All advantage that we yes. that we didn't have in Operation World Healing. So I've touched on the the, the cooperating, uh, you know, in the online services. And, of course, people can do services at home, just as they could then. What about the other elements, the special power transmissions that we don't have now, um, certainly that we know of? Um, what about the various elements in those? And, the, and I spelt them out uh, before the break. Well, one of the elements were the blocks I mentioned, the blocks in London and, and, and L.A. and Detroit and other places. Now, it's certainly a fact that... The people we have in Operation Prayer Power, and for those who are newer to us, you can find lots of information about Operation Prayer Power and how it works. And when we get past this current situation, you can attend if you're in certain areas. Uh, but most of our people, I think, do know roughly what it is. Uh, it's storing energy in physical batteries and then releasing them later. Now, the people who do that um, are are invoking a higher quality of energy than those blocks of cooperators were in 1963. I mean, we know that for a fact because some of the people I've mentioned who were there um, themselves when we first started Operation Prayer Power were getting a certain level, might have been A, uh, might have been B. I think the first uh, ca categorizations were A and B. Occasionally, C, and none of us were getting A plus at the beginning. And then we moved on, and we we managed to get A plus, and then we moved on, and we managed to get double A plus. So that's again, I I don't want to complicate people, and these must sound very new to some people, and we're happy to answer questions about it. But let's put it very simply: the quality and the caliber of energy that's uh, used in Operation Prayer Power is higher. Uh, than the energy that was being put out in those days by the individuals, not by satellite number three. Um, so we've evolved. We've had, I mean, decades. I mentioned this is, 50, this is 57 years ago, and some people are still with us today. And we've had decades of training in mantra, in prayer, and so it's a very and it's stored. And here's the key thing. Spiritual push this week, 
around the world, there will be discharges of that energy. And that energy will be manipulated by satellite number three. So they will also be manipulating the energy. So therefore, if anything, it might be better cooperators aspect of it, thanks to prayer power, uh, could be even better, and probably is better, should be better, certainly better quality than it was then. So that, uh, that's that element. That's one advantage we have now. Greater experience, uh, greater training, uh, greater ability uh, among the people, many of the people anyway, doing the prayer and doing the mantra now, as against 1963. Now, if you take the other elements, we don't have the three adepts here, uh, but the Great White Brotherhood, though, we've already been told if we release energy in Operation Prayer Power, as we do, and we were doing it before the spiritual push, there have been discharges from around the world uh, already for this situation. When we do a discharge, they can sometimes release up to ten times that amount themselves. So uh, with the Lord Babaji directing them, because he is the head, in every respect of the spiritual hierarchy of Earth, we can, I'm absolutely assured that action will be taken at that level, and we, we've got no reason in particular. Might be, it might be more. We don't know, but that factor is still with us. The Ascended Masters, the Great White Brotherhood. In terms of, I mentioned the Gertie and Gertina being on the air in London. And the Blue Water equipment, Operation Blue Water equipment, being used in the special power transmissions, we are way ahead now. We have better spiritual energy radiators, better designs, uh, very powerful, and they're located in five areas, and they're on the air every night. So today alone, 30,000 prayer hours will be going out through our spiritual energy radiators. That was not happening in 1963. That's a massive game. Uh, we have a thing called Operation Space Power 2, where we can arrange extra runs. We aren't at this particular moment. We were prior to the spiritual push, and we might again. But certainly, there's far more going out now than was even going out before the spiritual push because of the satellite number three energy that's going through all these instruments. That's a massive gain, a gigantic gain. There are other missions we do now that didn't exist then, um, and I can't, for reasons of confidentiality, give any details of whether these will take place in this spiritual push, but they've both taken place recently prior to it. That's Operation Sunbeam, and that's the Saturn mission. Those two missions we've talked about some length uh, on Aetherius Radio Live, enormous difference, massive change. And all of this is a panoply of, of, of uh, cooperation, really, put in place by Dr. King. And, and he left us with it. It's just quite amazing. And I think the combination of hundreds of people around the world making an effort by attending our online services, if we wanted to follow the master theorists, it would be every day, uh, but certainly very regularly, and doing extra services at home and extra practices at home, and therefore manipulating the karma. And then, of course, our teams who, work, who, who are operators in the spiritual energy radiators around the world, all that energy going out, and Operation Prayer Power going out regularly, every week, during this uh, spiritual push, 
and the other missions that I can't say whether or not they're going to be happening in the near future. But that combination is an enormous advantage that we have now that we didn't have then. Richard, thank you very much. When we uh, learn, when we've just learned about the brilliant strategy of um, and success for the forces of light of Operation World Healing, and the yeah. opportunities that we have now that you've talked about in the SER, the spiritual energy radiators, and so on, uh, what uh, what do you think is one of our greatest tests? What do you think is holding people back um, from really yeah, you know, doing all they can? <laughs> I remember Dr. Kingsall saying, you know, I don't know why you hang around. Why don't you go back to God now? I don't know what's keeping you waiting. <laughs> and um, it, it's, quite a, it's quite a question. I mean, that, must, that is the question of the humanity through the ages, isn't it? Uh, I, I think, but let's be positive. I mean, I think one thing could be confidence. I think humanity does greatly um, underestimate what we can actually do and not really believe we can make a difference. I think that's probably why Dr. King gave such, um, you know, such positive calls to arms throughout Operation World Healing. I mean, here's another one in, a, in an address he gave on the 15th of September. He said, it's dependent upon the karma of mankind, and this is a way that you can alter that karma by sending out so much power yourself that this karma is manipulated. You don't take karma away from anybody, but you manipulate it. This is the cleverest aspect of modern magic. It's not modern, he says. It's older than the earth. It's an aspect which some so-called metaphysicians have never mentioned because they don't know about it, proving their ignorance, not their enlightenment. And that is the manipulation of karma. And, and he sort of went about it in a military way. He regarded it as a military operation, Operation World Healing. And, and he even talked about picking up our weapons and being prepared to go over the top with fixed bayonets because we'll be fighting a force, we'll be a fighting force for good. And I, I think he gave great heart and great encouragement to people at the time as to what they really could do. I don't think... A lot of people believe they make that much difference. And I think they've got to realize that they do. A small number of people can make all the difference, can make an absolutely enormous difference. And, you know, don't underestimate, please, anyone listening to this, the difference you can make in this pandemic. And as a spiritual worker, and I know we have people in the Ethereum Society who are both, we have people at the sharp end in the National Health Service over here working in very difficult conditions who are also joining in with our online services. And that's absolutely fantastic. And they will manipulate karma immensely, far more than we could possibly believe. And I think Dr. King did stress that. He said, you know, don't overestimate yourself. Don't develop an ego. But don't underestimate yourself either. That's just as bad. And in the New Age movement and so on, it's a lot of stress on avoiding ego, rightly so, and being humble. But it can also be an excuse to avoid responsibility, because if you can't do much, then you don't have to bother. Uh, and, you know, we have to sort of say, yes, uh, this is an, an opportunity. It, it, man's extremity is God's opportunity. That's an old English saying, which Dr. King actually used in a different way in his prayer for the Master Jesus. And it's certainly the case today. Well, thank you, Richard. Um, it's almost the opposite of the kind of 
been a new age approach, isn't it? That people, they say, well, I'll go with the flow. But this is something oh, yes. almost the opposite of that, don't you think? It certainly is. And, and, you know, that's the trouble because the flow on the physical plane of Earth isn't very good. It's a materialistic flow. It's a flow of fear, especially at times like this. There's a flow of doubt. And if you just go with any old flow that happens to be out there, you, you, you won't get very far. And you have to do the opposite. But I would say this, uh, and if you know, in a moment, I think you're going to lead us in a prayer, and that will really be the way to go. But if we start to go against perhaps the flow of the mass of humanity, so if we were on level five or six, we could go with the flow, flow. But here, it isn't a great flow. If we go against it, though, and we go with the spiritual flow, and we try and make an effort and to tune in to the higher energy, we'll start to create the rhythm, and it will be easier, not all the time, but it will become more natural. Uh, and, for example, if you get into the habit of doing breathing exercises first thing every day, it just becomes as natural as, you know, having a wash, doing your teeth, and everything else that you do the first thing in the day. And that's the same with this. If we get into the habit of doing a service every day, it'll become extremely natural to us. Going with that higher flow, yes, absolutely. Mm. Um, mm. Yes, you, you found this wonderful prayer, Richard, um, by, written by the Right Reverend Raymond Nielsen. And interestingly, you mentioned he was one of the people who was very active uh, during Operation World Healing, I believe. He was and in London. and In London. Yep. Yep. And he's now a bishop uh, in the Ethereum Society, has been for some years, uh, located in New Zealand. And he wrote this wonderful prayer, which you published in your, your book, Prayer Energy, which you co-authored with Mark Bennett, am I correct? And um, Yes, along with a prayer by you, Chrissy, as well in that book. Oh, this is, yeah, <laughs> I'd forgotten that one, actually. But anyway, <laughs> this, is, this really is a beautiful prayer, and it's very um, appropriate for right now, isn't it? So, um, I think so. It's every- the last prayer in the hmm. book. And I okay. think I thought it'd be really good because Ray was, you know, in Operation World Healing. Uh, he's not active now due to health reasons, but he's much loved by those who know him at all. And I thought it'd be very fitting, but as an Operation World Healing person, if you perhaps you led him, led us rather, in the prayer for the world that uh, is the last prayer in the book, Prayer Energy. My pleasure. Thank you. So if you'd like to, everybody who'd like to join in, please sit up straight, head slightly relaxed around the neck and shoulders, with the head slightly tilted backwards, and breathe deeply and evenly for a few moments. Feel peace within. Now let us raise our hands at shoulder height, if you're new to this prayer mudra that we use, keep your hands, palms facing outwards about shoulder height, and allow the spiritual energy, the love that will send, be channeled through you by this prayer, by your desire to be a channel to help our suffering world. Almighty God, which is the light which shines through and behind all things. We pray that your wondrous power of love may fall upon our troubled world now. 
may it fill the hearts and minds of all those who are suffering and in need at this time. May it manifest as a great healing light to give comfort to those who are sick. May it uplift those who feel abandoned in their loneliness and despair. May it inspire those who have the responsibility of world leadership to bring lasting peace to our planet. O wondrous God, may we be given the power and strength to reach forever inwards and upwards towards our divinity so that we may always be mindful of the oneness of all life. I think that's a good way to close today, Richard. This beautiful prayer. Thank you, by Chrissy. The Right Reverend Raymond Nielsen. So, shall we hand over to our producer now, Nikki, for the closing? It'll be better in trouble if we don't. I think <laughs> we will be. <laughs> well, well, it's so hard to stop you two because it's just wonderful, amazing revelations of Operation World Healing. Thank you so much, Richard and Chrissy, and for explaining how we can really make a difference to our world in dealing with the current global crisis now facing us. We certainly look forward to the next Aetherius Radio Live show, which will be on May 19th, entitled A Spiritual Response to the Pandemic. But, as we've already heard, I'm sure Richard and Chrissy will most probably continue discussing points not covered in this month's show. But with that, please, please remember that the Aetherius Society is continuing its very active program of online services and both live streaming from its temples in London and Los Angeles. So please do visit Aetherius.org and at the top of every page there is a red banner where you can click on the relevant links for more information. Let us really make the most of the wonderful energies from satellite number three, potentizing every spiritual action by a factor of 3,000 times. As always, our website has more information and details of the various publications and audio titles available also as ebooks, CDs, or downloads. You can connect with Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. You have been listening to A Serious Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection, the third Tuesday of each month. We hope you enjoyed listening to the show. And we look forward to being with you next month. So please do take care, keep safe and well.